Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. To say, how do you get numb to the power of God? How do you get numb to what God's doing in your life? But we just, we take things for granted in our life and we just begin going through the motions day in and day out. And we just go, well, we went to church and, and Mike said this and, and listen to those things. Or man, I may hear this guy on the radio or, or I may see this other guy. And what we do is we begin to try to imitate other people in what they've done. We begin to just say, Man, if, if one day I remember it, when I was just first got saved, there's a guy named Pastor Terry Jimerson. Uh, he's still the man that I call pastor. He has a church out in Las Vegas. And I just remember when I first got saved, and I was passionate. I was excited. Um, I, if you got into my truck for like the first two years after I got saved, you were listening to the Bible on cassette. I had a little green Ford Ranger, and you were listening to the Bible on cassette. Maybe 93.3? Is it still here? Is that the Christian station? Is that the Christian station? Thank you. One of them. One of them. 93.3. Um, so, so that's all. I mean, when I was in my truck, that's, that's it. I was just following God. But I remember saying, man, one day if I could just be like Pastor Terry. Has anybody ever said that? You don't have to raise your hand. But has anybody ever said that? Like, man, if I could just get to that place, if, if, I, could just, if I could just do that stuff, I will have arrived. I, then, then, I'll, then I'll be happy and I'm doing what God wants me to do. Don't live a life as a duplicate. God's called you. He's created you specifically for a purpose. See, the Word of God, the, the, the Bible, the Scripture, as we read it, and we go through the Word, we begin to read through and, and, and we read things like be kind to people and love people and, and go preach the Word. And the thing, all the things we talked about, it, it's... It's general. See, the, the Holy Spirit is very specific. And when, when Jesus called Peter out to walk on the water, He calls him out of the boat. See, that's in the Bible and I can read that, but see, that Scripture isn't for me. If I go to, to the lake and I step out on the boat... Right? Unless Jesus calls me out to do that, right? I better have some confidence, right? I better have some confidence in what I'm doing. Because the, the, what will happen is as we read the Bible sometimes, the Holy Spirit will speak through the Bible. And we'll be reading through and we'll go, man, I read that. Rachel was reading a verse this morning at the breakfast table. And she said, man, I've read this verse over and over and over again. And there was just this verse that she read. And it was beautiful, but you could tell it, it was to her, it was specific and it touched her heart. And so that, that Word of God, and, and when you read through the Bible, there's when you read the Word, there's two different meanings for that. In the Greek, there's one that's called logos. And there's one that's called rhema. Logos meaning a written word, an established decree, a principle that we live by. Rhema being a 
spoken word. In Luke it says, I didn't put it in my notes, I just was studying again this morning. It says this in Luke 138, Mary says this, the angel of God came to Mary and spoke to her and said, you're going to have a baby, um, the Holy Spirit's going to come. Uh, and it says, Mary said, said I'm, I'm a bond servant to God. Bond servant meaning slave. According to your word, Rhema, let your will be done. See, she got a specific word for her life that said, this is what's going to happen in your life. She said, whatever it is that you want done, do that in my life. I'm a bondservant. I'm a slave. This specific word. And so as we read the Bible, it says, as it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, the rhema of God. See, when we hear a specific word in our life and we begin to act on that, we see how God moves in our life. Our faith is built up. See, there was something inside of me that, that said, I, I think you should go to Roswell West Baptist Church at the time, years and years ago. Um, there's, some, there's something inside of me, and I didn't really know what it was. I didn't understand the time, but it said, go. And Uncle Mike said, you want to come to a youth internship? And I, yeah, let's, let's do that. Something inside of me said that. And, and although I thought at the time, man, that, that didn't really work out. But I can look back and now and go, man, God was faithful. My faith is built up. And then he said, go do this in this area or go move to Mexico or do these things. And, and in the time, sometimes in that moment, we can't see what God's doing in our life, but we look back and go, man, when I followed the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life, God always came through. And the next time it gets a little easier and a little easier because my faith is built up. When I say easier, I don't mean the things He calls us to do is easier. I mean that our faith is built up to a point to where we say, Man, God, whatever You have for us, we want that. The Holy Spirit, it says this in, in Luke 24, and so we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. So what's the Holy Spirit? Actually, John 14, 26 first, it says, uh, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Say all things. Say all things. And bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. Jesus was telling His disciples there, He's saying, I'm going to send somebody to you and they're going to teach you all things and bring remembrance of those things to you. He says that some of this Scripture that I said, I'm going to teach you those all of those things and I'm going to reveal those things to you. And then Luke 24, 49 says this, and this is right before Jesus, before this, Jesus is talking to the disciples right at the very end. And He, he says He reveals, opens their minds to the understanding of Scripture. These are the disciples that walk with Jesus. He had just opened their mind to understand Scriptures. Right after this verse, it says He took them out and He blessed them. So here's a group of guys that have walked with Jesus, the disciples. Jesus has just opened their minds to the understanding of Scripture and then took them out and blessed them. So it's safe to say they're pretty qualified. But here's what He says. He says, And behold, I am sending the promise of the Father upon you, but stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. He says, wait. I don't have it up here, but in John 15, He tells them, it's better for you that I go. Imagine this, Jesus right here, and walking with you guys, 
in the person of Jesus and then going, you know what, it's probably better if I just leave. You're going, what? What are you talking about? Leave? He says, better that I go so that I can send the Spirit, the Helper, the Counselor, the Advocate, right? that I can send the Holy Spirit to you. Because see, Jesus knew that when He was walking with the disciples, right, that was an amazing and a time for training, but He knew it was time for those guys to take this message all over the world. And Jesus in the bodily form could be in one place at one time, but Jesus, God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, the three head all in one, like the Spirit can go with us as Christians everywhere. And He said, it's better for you that I go so that I can send my Holy Spirit. And He said, it's, it's in the same verse where He's saying, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. I'm a representation of God. The Holy Spirit's going to come and He's going to advocate for you, but He's going to speak to you on my behalf. It says, the, it's better for you without me to have the Holy Spirit in your life. See, in our lives, we begin to plan and we begin to strategize. I love the business of church. I don't, I'm just, I love, I love charts and numbers and strategies. I used to go to a church and we had a, we'd always plan on Mondays and I just, like, I just enjoy that stuff. Some people call me an Excel and I like, I just, I like planning and figuring out stuff. And so left to, left to myself, I will just plan out a whole year of what God wants to do for me. God's going, no, no, no. I want a personal relationship that starts every morning and I've got a plan for your life every single day, every single minute if you'll just allow me to be that in your life. Has anybody in here, you ever been just chasing after God and then something go wrong and you just panic? Has anybody ever had a, a valley, they say, hills and valleys? Three people, you guys are doing amazing and some of you are not even listening. That's okay, I'm keeping going. All right? But here's what happened. We panic and we freak out. I lived in Arizona. God, this just sounds like I'm a bad dad. I'm fixing to tell the other story. <laughs> well, I lived in Arizona and uh, my son and I had a kind of a tradition. Um, if you know me, you know I'm not an early morning guy. I get up a little late when I have the opportunity. But uh, my son, he was probably maybe three. Um and so he would wake me up on Saturdays and we would go to McDonald's and we'd get a sausage McGriddle. And then we'd go to the Goodwill store. You also don't know that I'm an extreme cheapo. Um, thrifty, economical. I'm a good steward of my money since we're in church. Um, but we'd go to Goodwill and he could pick out five toys because they were five for a dollar. And they'd be like little Goodwill McDonald's toys or whatever that just were in a bin. Half of them were broken, but he was two. He didn't care cost me a dollar. And it was like our thing, right? We did that for a long time. And so we, we went to McDonald's and we're happy and everything's going great. And then we go to Goodwill and uh, he picks his toys out and we go. And then I go, my wallet's in the car. So I say, we have to put the toys down. I got to go get my wallet. But he doesn't quite understand that. All he hears is put the toys down. So he begins for the first time I've ever seen in him. He throws a fit. And when I say throws a fit, like throwing himself on the ground, screaming, just, it's, it's awful. He's like, and I'm like, 
buddy, you, you, you got to stop. We're going to get the money and then we're going to buy the toys. You just got to go to the car first. Ah! I mean, he's screaming and he's flipping out. And I, buddy, if, if you don't, I'm going to have to spank you. Please get up. Ah! And he's flipping out. And so, uh, we're in Arizona, which is a little bit different than Alabama. And, uh, and so I didn't want the cops to get caught on me and spank him right then in the store. Um, but so I said, okay, we got to go put the toys down. We go home. And so we go home and I spank him and then say, okay, buddy, I need you to stay in your room. And, uh, he is flipping out, like banging on the door. Uh, he has to be a little older too because he can talk. He's saying, he's afraid. He said, I hate you. And I'm like crying in tears. I'm all broken. My son is like, but he like for a long, he's screaming, crying. And so I don't know how it kept on. Probably I was just aggravated. And he said, I don't want to be in my room. And I'm like, okay, you can go outside, which we had a eight foot tall cement block wall that he played outside all the time. Very secure. And so I said, okay, you have to go outside or be in your room. That's your option. And he is like screaming to the top of his lungs. And this is going on for like 30 minutes after we get home. It's just awful. And so he's outside and then he comes back inside and he's in his room and he's still screaming. And he's beginning to calm down. Thank Jesus that he's calmed down at this point. But I hear a knock on my door. And they knock on the door. I go to the door and I open up this police officer. And uh, he looks he looks like he's about 15. I know he ain't got no kids. And uh, he's like, uh, where, where's, your, where's your children? I said, well, my son's in his room. He said, I need to check on him. I'm like, for what? Like, what's going on? We've had complaints. The neighbors, he's been screaming, and you locked him outside. We need to check on him. <laughs> so he went back there and, and checked on Louie, and Louie thankfully said, I'm fine instead of my dad beat me and um, he he left and, and everything was fine. But uh, the point I have is there was a neighbor somewhere and say they didn't know the love I had for my son. They didn't know that there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't do for that boy. They didn't know that I was trying to bless him and spend time with him. And I had to correct him because I love him so much. I can't let him go through life living that way. See, they didn't see any of that. What they saw was they saw a little picture of a young boy screaming outside. And they panicked. They didn't come and connect to the Father and connect to what was going on. They just panicked and did... I don't blame them. They did All they knew to do was just call the cops. See, their perspective was about this big on the situation. So as we're walking through this Christian walk and we're following God and, and chaos goes on around us and the world is falling apart and we can't believe it because you don't know what happened. You don't know what's going on in my marriage. You can't just sit up there and say that because you don't have any idea what it's like for me financially or you don't have any idea what's going on with me and my kids. You don't see, see, we're looking through a lens about this big and God's going, man, I love you so much. I've got a big picture thinking going on. If you'll just keep following me, if you'll just keep doing what I've asked you to do, what I've called you to do, if you just just keep listening for what I've got for you, there's a big picture involved. There's some training maybe going on. Or maybe there's just a moment that later you're going to look back and go, man, my faith was established and strengthened because of the worst time in my life. But see, God doesn't look through a lens that big at the moment. God sees our eternity and says, I love you so much, I've got the best for you. 
See, when we begin to panic, what we've got to do is we've got to go to the source and the Father and go, what is it that you have for our life? Speak to me through the gift that you've sent me, the Holy Spirit. See, it's the Father, the Son, and the other guy because somehow as the church, we've begun to allow the busyness of the world to distract us from the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. There's a study... Um, USC, and I think it was like Harvard or Yale, I forget, it was one of the Ivy League schools, did something and they're trying to come up with a way to repair ears because they say that deaf, deafness is becoming continually a bigger problem and will double in the next 40 years because of the noise that goes on in our world today, especially in populated areas like Atlanta. Maybe they're not talking about Grady. I still hear crickets. But because of the noise that's going on, see, we've gotten so busy in our life. We've gotten so distracted in our life that we can no longer hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. And we end up settling for some kind of plan that we've put together and hope that God will bless it. I actually went through the experience in God. This is in my notes. I went through the experience in God and Maybe my memory from, I think you recommended it back so many years, 20 years ago. The only thing I remember, if I even remember it correctly, is this. I think it says, don't ask God to bless what you're doing. Ask God where are you moving and how can I get involved. Does it say that in there? See, when we just say, God, here's my, my good ideas. Even this, God, I want to go preach in Asia. Can you just bless that? God's going, man, I got something so much bigger. I got something so much bigger. Don't, don't come up with your plans. Look for my plans. First Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, We destroy arguments. The word arguments in other translations says imaginations. That word actually is logismo. The word logic comes from. It's the Greek word. It means our reasoning, our thinking. As we destroy our thinking and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. God says, man, I love you. I'll give you knowledge and wisdom. The book of Proverbs says, chase after that stuff. But says, our, our thinking is nothing compared to His thinking. His ways are high in the other words. Take every thought captive. Holding it up to Christ. Every thought that we have. What are you saying? Like we can't... Bert, are you saying we just can't make decisions for ourselves? Like we can't... Like in everything... Like, can I just get up and just get dressed by myself and then just go to work? Can I just do that? Do I have to, like, ask him? Somebody asked me one time, like, ask him what clothes to wear. I said, I, I, don't, I don't know if he wants to tell you what clothes to wear, but I know you better be available and ready when he tells you what clothes to wear. Like, I don't just get up in the morning and go, God, I, I just haven't heard a word from you on the blue shirt or the red shirt yet. Let me rephrase that. I don't wear red. I only wear blue if that's the choice. War Eagle. So, 
the blue shirt or the green shirt is a better analogy in my life. Like, what shirt are you going to wear? The plaid one or the plain one? Like, I don't just sit there and go, God, I'm not moving until you speak. But I need to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit that if He says you wear that shirt, that I'm, I'm going to go, okay. Well, that's weird. Why? Well, I don't know why. I, see, I'm not God. God can we say, how can God speak? And I was reading the notes because Uncle Mike sent me a PowerPoint to fill out. And I was reading the notes from last week and how God speaks through prayer. And he was talking about through a donkey and through fire. So, how does God speak? Any way that He wants to speak. At any time that He wants to speak. Any how that He wants to speak. As long as it winds up with the Word of God. I don't know. Maybe He says wear the blue shirt and you get to work and... Another guy's wearing the exact same shirt and you strike up his conversation and then all of a sudden his life has changed because you invited him to church because you had a blue shirt on and he came to church and all of a sudden his marriage is put back together and his kids eternity are changed because you said, I'm, God, I'm going to obey you in everything. I'm going to be open to your Holy Spirit in every area of my life to speak to me because I know that you see the big picture in my life. In every area, in every moment of every day, we destroy every argument. We destroy our thinking. We cast away our thinking and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive to obey Christ. Every thought captive. My friends used to ask me this all the time. I, my mom owns a restaurant, Redsville Schoolhouse. Y'all have it catered. How many has had Redsville Schoolhouse food? Uncle Mike, that's only like two-thirds. That's awful. Rizzle Schoolhouse, if you haven't been, um, it's basically the best food in the world. Um, I'm biased, but pretty accurate too, so just take my word for it. Go eat there or come to the Christmas party. They still okay? Mom still caters, right? Come to the Christmas party. It's amazing. But So I, I, I eat all the time. Man, man, Felicia and I, we were talking, uh, was it this morning or last night? We're, we're food rich. Right? We're picky. Like We want things just right. We're spoiled. Food spoiled was the word I used. We're food spoiled. We want things. If you ever ate it with Aunt Felicia, you understand she's going to cook good food. So we're food spoiled. But see, it, when I eat, I, I just I'm excessive about everything, and I just ate whatever, and I travel a lot, and so I would eat whatever, and I drink a ton of coke and a ton of tea. And my friends used to say they would get into this health thing, and that when are you going to start eating healthy? And I go, I don't know, but it's not today. But there was something inside me going, you know, I know this isn't a good idea. Uh, a lot of times that's the voice of my wife. Sometimes God will use the Holy Spirit to speak through your wife. Wives, that is not a license to beat your husbands up. But sometimes my, my wife, she's like, why don't we just drink water? Like, what? That's weird. We have Coke in the refrigerator. Why would I drink that? But I ain't very unhealthy. I say all that to say this. But I just knew there was something inside me going, Man, you might want to change. You might want to change. You might want to change. You might want to change for years and years and years. And two years ago, I got very sick and, and I went to the doctor and found out that I had diabetes and ended up in the hospital. It got really bad. And so, but see that God, God's going to speak to your life in a way and you can just ignore it and you can push it to the side. You can say, I'm not going to listen to that. But see, God loves us too much to allow us to continue to walk in a direction that's not according to His will. And sometimes God's going to shout to us through our health, through situations in our life. And God's going to course correct us because He wants our attention because He loves us so much. We talked a little bit in 1 Kings that says this. We talked a little bit about God can speak through a donkey or God can speak through fire. 
God can speak through His Word and often speaks through His Word. And we're reading that. See, when, when truth be told, when Rachel told me that verse, like it was a good verse, I love the Word of God, but I like it didn't mean what it, it meant to me that it did to her. Because God just in that moment just spoke to her heart and changed just how she saw just a small area of her life. And it changed her. It was a great verse, but I'm like, that's yeah, great verse, you know. And she's like, she like read it two or three times and you could tell. Like there was something inside of her friend beside her. So I think she got it too. And I'm like, like it's good. But like there was just something there, right? Because the Word of God will speak to you. But here's what it says. It says, this is... um the prophet in the Old Testament says, he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore the mountains and broke them in pieces, the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. Although He can be in the wind. Spirit means pneuma, New Testament. Spirit means pneuma. It actually means wind or breath. He can speak through the wind. The wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Although He can speak through an earthquake if He wants to. After the earthquake, a fire. We know He can speak in a fire through Moses, the burning bush, but but the Lord was not in the fire. And after that fire, the sound of a low whisper. Another version says, small voice, quiet wind. See, God will speak to us loudly through crazy things in our life. He'll speak to me through my health, through my wife, through a fire if He wants to, through that. But I believe His preferred method is this, through a still small voice, through a whisper. I was reading that. I was reading a book and it talked a little bit about this. And, and, and again, this I'm, I'm going to venture off a little bit. When I say venture off from Scripture, I'm going to give you my opinion here. So everything I say, take back to the Word of God and think and ponder. I just hope that it encourages you to begin to think through this. But he says this, he says, I believe God's method is through a whisper because you have to be close to hear it. I've got a little girl and she says she hates my kisses. We play a game. And she will run from my kisses. And if she says they're nasty or they're yucky, that gives me the permission to give her a hundred more kisses. That's our game. So at night is the only time she will do it. But at night, because she just really wants to stay up longer. Like, but at night, you know, if I go back in her room and she likes to give me chill, give her chill bumps, and we'll do that, and then I'll give her a kiss, and it's the only time she'll say yucky, because she just wants a couple more minutes with daddy. She just wants me to get close, and so. But during the day, I have to trick her, and so I have to, I have to do this. Say. If I say, Jenny, come here, she's like, no, no, and she's taking off running. But I would say, hey, come here, come here, come here, i got to tell you something. And there's just something about her that when she hears that, she, she walks over. And I'll go, I love you, or I'll, I'll give her a kiss. She'll go, ah, and she'll walk away. But the next time when I say, hey, come here, come here, come here. But if I yell at her, she just, she, I don't know why, it's just different. But if I, when I begin to whisper, see, the truth is, God wants us to get close to Him. The Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in all the earth and all the nations. Be still. So we've got to get to a place where we quiet all the noise going on around us. 
we begin to focus on what He has for our life and we draw near to Him and say, God, what is it that you have for my life? God, in every moment of every day, you be Lord of my life and speak to me through your Holy Spirit. When we begin to do that, begin to understand. See, the first time he began to speak to me, I was like, is that me? Is that God? I don't, I don't know what's going on. But see, the more time that I spend with him, the more I chase after him, the more I know whose voice it is. When my little girl calls me on the phone, let me rephrase that because she doesn't call me. When my little girl calls granny on the phone, Right? They don't go, hey, who is this? Right? When, when, when there's somebody intimate and close to you that calls you, you don't have to have the caller ID. You just know. Because you spent time with them. You know their voice and who they are. If it's a stranger, you're like, who is this? Why are you calling me? I don't want to buy any. Telemarketer. I don't need any more car insurance or an extended warranty plan or pay off my student loan. Like, people call you and you have no idea. But see, when you know those people, you call them by name. See, it's a continual walk day in and day out. Walking with Him, drawing close to Him, saying, I surrender my life. I'm your bond sermon. I'm your slave. Whatever your word says, let that be done in my life. As we begin to do that, imagine as a church when we begin to walk in a way that is completely obedient to the Holy Spirit and His direction, the people's lives around us begin to change. See, Jesus came and saved us for our eternity. He sent His Holy Spirit for right now for the people around you. You can sit and say, I don't, I don't want to listen to any of that. I'm too busy. And you can still end up in heaven and you can do good things. But you want the power of God behind you. You obey His Holy Spirit. And you walk in those steps. And you won't be able to explain it crazy stuff will begin to happen. You better be sure it's Him. When Peter stepped out, when he had faith and knew it was God, he walked on water. See, how many years ago did you come to Atlanta? Uncle Mike, how many years ago was it? 28 years ago, a redneck from Grady, Alabama in Dallas, Texas obeyed a word of God that said, I'm going to go to Alpharetta, Roswell, Roswell Georgia, Georgia, and plant a church. See, that Word of God didn't affect His eternity. That Word of God affected my eternity. I know my wife, and I have kids and ministry in my life that's flourishing because He said yes 28 years ago. There's lives of yours that will say, my life has changed because He said yes to the Holy Spirit in Dallas, Texas 28 years ago. I don't know what it is calling, God's calling you to do. But when you begin to listen and obey that, there's people's lives and eternities that are forever changed that you may or may not ever see. And God's going, man, you just don't even know. I've got so much more for you. I've got a plan for your life that you can't even imagine if you just listen and obey my word. My living, breathing, powerful, new, fresh, exciting word that I have for you every day. And He wants that for you in this church so that lives can be changed. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank You for Your power in Your Holy Spirit. 
God, we thank You that You didn't just send Your Son Jesus to die and leave and give us some life hoping for eternity one day, but God, You said that You sent us a helper with power to guide us in every decision of our life. And God, I just pray today for my life that I continue to search for that. God, I pray for this church and these people in here, God, that their lives will be forever changed because of the Word of God that You speak to them day in and day out and give them the faith and the courage and the strength to obey that. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Um, as we have uh, uh, in this break time for the for our church family, it's been an opportunity for us to to just to share what what we believe God is revealing about Himself, about His ways, His plans, and and also what He's doing in our lives. And uh, the reality is, is during that process, uh, God was wanting to whisper to you, you know, through His Spirit, and and and. that's the way he speaks always you know through his holy spirit through his word or through circumstances or prayer whatever the case is uh and there may be some things that he was revealing to you how he's working in your life maybe there's some adjustments he's been calling you to make and uh this is an opportunity for you just to join him it may be just absolutely radical uh but uh it's it's by faith it's it's by willingness to to follow him, and so I want to give us an opportunity as as we close our service today for you you to come maybe to pray about that say God I'm wrestling with this or maybe you're just sitting there and you're going I man I I hadn't heard that still small voice maybe maybe what God is calling you to do today is just simply to come and say I'm available I surrender all I, whatever it is Lord that is blocking my spirit my eyes my ears whatever I, I just want to lay it down I want you to I want you to have your way in me because I I know and I do believe that um, your your will is not only good but it's pleasing and it's perfect and I'm going to experience that I haven't been experiencing it but I I just by faith I'm going to trust that it is and that there's something that you do love me and there's something you want to do in my life Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.